When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. Ho, 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 ho. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. This is how you do it. Quizzy, they come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie, phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs, T.I.B. with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it, this is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it, Quizzy, they come play it. Oh, 800. 150 150 Now give us a call Joe, you got to put that video up on Twitter, mate i got to see Louis dancing, man That's the best ever The best ever <laughs> Everyone's up and about How good, how good That just gets the energy back to where we belong Boys, we're on Anyway, this text message quickly before I get off to the quiz. The perfect coach for the women's cricket is Baz McCullum. <laughs> yes, Grant it is. And well, uh, it would be the perfect coach. It would Just be. He would be. Enough. But then he'd be gone for a year. <laughs> Just doesn't pay enough. And then it'll, be, then it'll be camping, is he, for breakfast on SCNZ if he goes and does that job, mate. We can't have him do that. Okay? Anyway. Good text. Good text. Got to get a ringtone for that anyway, is he? <laughs> yes, Kempi, he's up Alright, bro, we're going to go over to the quiz We're going to get to the quiz And we got Brett from Huntley Who I have to apologise Morena, Brent Don't you sigh Congratulations, Lou Did you take him a coffee, Brett? Did you go and see him? Did he actually Did he actually come down with his suit on and say hello or not? Nah it doesn't well, sound probably like right. he, he couldn't get across to my side of the field because uh, after he rocked up in that red and black jersey, might have been a little bit of hippie <laughs> in that uh, coffee week. <laughs> 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 I wanted to get you off first, Uncle. I know you love opening the bat, and so I'll be bad. <laughs> 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 all right, brother. All right, let's go. Let's rip into it. 
How many Super Rugby teams has Angus Ta'ava played for? Three. Ooh, yes. That is correct, good, Uncle. Good well done. Question number two. Who overtook Zach Randolph's NBA record of most rebounds in a game for his team, the Grizzlies? Oh, must be it. Must be the bro. Must be the bro, Steve. Yes, it is. Stephen Adams. Question number three. Name one of the Group 1 races to be raced today at Newcastle after Rose Hill was abandoned on Saturday. Oh, I know there were at least two. No, I don't know. Call it or tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got a photo free, Nunk. Now someone else can have that. You probably don't anything. <laughs> oh, awesome, he, Brett. Thanks, bro. He wants to get through those whole five one day by himself, Amen. Yeah, he does. He does. He's committed, bro. He's committed. Brett from Huntley. We always appreciate your call every morning, Brett. Have a good day, brother. We're going to go to Richie in Upper Hutt. Morning, Richie. Uh, morning, Morning, brother. Well, that's question number three, mate. Name one of the Group 1 races to be raced today at Newcastle after Rose Hill was abandoned. Uh, we'll go first right. print. Yeah, nice. Okay, Uncle. Ooh. It's not... Five. It's sort of like the winery. Oh. <laughs> Just maybe change the front first word. And what's in the winery? What in the winery? What, the grapery? What grows the what, what grows the grapes? <laughs> Five, four, three. The cellar. The cellar. <laughs> the cellar. I'm sorry, bro. Oh, that's a tough clue, Hank. Wow. Okay. So, so rich, brother. Have a good day. We're gonna get a mark. Morning, Mark. Morning, lads. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Name one of the Group One races to be raced today at Newcastle. Uh, the clean away handicap of group one. No. no. No, it's not. Good. Sorry. Sorry, Mark. Thanks for your call, brother. Have a good day. We're going to go to Tim in Christchurch. Tim. One, Tim. Yo. Can no. you hear me? Hey, Timmy, you're up. Yeah, yeah we got you, brother. Yep. You're up. Bring it right. home, my mate. Name uh, one what, of the group one races to be raced. Day. There you go. Yes, there is. Not the stud not, you, don't the, you don't grow the grapes on the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> you sell them in the cellar. Here we go. Question number four. How many fights has Kai Kata France now won in the UFC after yesterday's win over Eskarol? Uh, Five. What was that? Sorry? You know what? He said Seven. seven. This might be one of those questions. Yeah, might be a double up. This there. might be one of those questions. So, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably I don't know that answer seven two, but this might be his overall career, Louis. That that's the answer, you know. Yeah, that we've got. it could be. Yep, yep, yep. This is a. You're right. This is just. This is what his yeah. his uh, I guess pro fighting record shows, which might not. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. So. Yeah. So it's so the questioning's probably a little bit. Misinformed there. So, how many fights has Clay Carter France now won in his MMA career after yesterday's win? His MMA career, yeah, in total. Uh, yeah, how many fights? How many fights has he won total um, over his whole career? I think he had uh, 12. I don't 
Oh, can I phone a friend? You yeah, can phone a friend. Double that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's good. <laughs> 24. <laughs> Look, I felt bad for you there, Tim. I'm record in the UFC is 7 and 2, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His record on UFC seven two, but I think his overall was twenty four. So the hey, hey, don't question argue, was, just take it. was wrong there. Don't argue with us. Just yeah, take we're there, it. We're there. <laughs> so we're going to go to question number Thanks, five. Which footballer footballer holds the record for the most hat tricks in EPL history? Five, four, um, three, two, Thierry Henry. Oh, good stab. It's not Terry Henry. Sorry, mate. And this guy's going to get it, no doubt. Zaid. 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 Put me out of my misery, mate. Which footballer holds the records for the most hat tricks? Um, is it Alan Shearer? <sighs> no, it's not Alan Shearer. Oh, Sorry, brother. Have a good day. Brenton in Auckland. Morning, Brenton. 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 Yeah, got you, got you, Brendan. Who, which footballer holds the record for the most hat tricks in EPL history? Is it Sergio Aguero? Ah, Brendan! Like yeah, a tight cut of France punching the last <laughs> round. Bang! Don't he goes good. Blink from Brenton in Auckland. Bang it is. Sergio Aguero <laughs> is the most hat tricks in EPL history. That was Quizzy Dag. Oh, what an addition as well. A bit of drama. Time for our Monday morning McCafe coffee catch up. And in the biggest fight of his career on his 29th birthday, Kai, don't blink, Kai Carter France had the result of his life in the UFC. Ladies and gentlemen, after three rounds, we go to the judges' scorecards for decision. All three judges score this contest 29-28 for the winner by unanimous decision, Kai! I was going ballistic here. My son was like, Dad, hurry up, get in the pool. But I was up and about and ripping into it because that was a clinical performance. It was a back and forth and highly tactical affair. Kyra France stayed as cool under grappling pressure as he possibly could, eventually being able to pressure Askar Askarov enough to get the points decision his way. So what is, our, what is next for our star flyweight fighter? John Morgan is everything MMA and UFC. He's the editor-in-chief of the underground and host of the MMA, MMA Show podcast. G'day, John. Thanks for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. As you said, man, you laid it out perfect. Just an absolutely amazing performance from Kai Kara France right now. You heard the reaction of the crowd. I mean, that's a crowd in <laughs> Ohio in the middle of America. They're cheering for That should tell you right now how good that performance was. <laughs> oh, man, it was clinical. It was so clinical. Did you see uh, for Askarov? It looked like he had limited, like his, his fighting was really limited. Like wrestling is his go-to. We know that. That's where his strengths are. But he, I've seen him have a strike game. Was that the way that Kai Carter France approached it? Was he just a more aggressive and just put him off his, his kind of fight game? Yeah, I think uh, uh, Oscar Askarov is a fantastic fighter. As you said, he's a grappling-based fighter, mm. but his grappling is so good that it really overwhelms. I mean, you think about a guy like a Habib Nurmagomedov, you know, that was never the greatest mm. striker but could just beat everybody because the grappling was so good, and that's what Oscar Askarov kind of was up to this point. And he started the fight in the same way. I mean, Kai Kara France... Kai had great defensive wrestling, great defensive jiu-jitsu, but he yeah. was still being overwhelmed a little bit because Askarov was so much. But in that second round, man, you saw Kai kind of dig deep, land a couple of big shots there. 
uh, clearly won the second round and then, you know, still had one to go in the third and was able to just eke it out in a very, very hard-fought mm. performance. And it was really just – it was one of these kind of performances that shows you the character of a fighter. I mean, you look at what Kai's been doing, his last two fights, knockouts. I mean, of course, we all love mm. knockouts. Everybody loves the big finishes. <laughs> but sometimes you can gain even more by fights like this where you're really seeing your character get tested, where you're pushed to the limit. And, and that's what I think Kai showed in this fight, man. It was just a phenomenal performance. Hey, John, you did right. He's um, he's a more rounded fighter, um, Kai, coming in, coming in, I guess, to the big title shot against Figueredo. Um, we thought we were going to see Moreno Figueredo fight for the next 100 fights, but Kai's come <laughs> through this. Do you think Do you think um, he has a def- definite chance? Listen, I think, I think Kai's next fight is going to be for the title. I think what we're kind of waiting to see is what the schedule's going to be because, as you said, it looks like right now uh, Davison Figueredo, Brandon Moreno might do fight number four. It's never been seen before in UFC history where guys would fight four times in a row, but they've had this weird back and forth, and they're one, one, and one when you throw the draw in there as well. A lot of people want to see it go to the conclusion, but we did see Davison Figueredo and Henry Cejudo, his coach, both take to social media last night, and they were saying, you know what? We're not even interested in Brandon Moreno anymore. We're interested in Kai Cara France. Come come get yes. this work for the title shot. So, listen, I think his next fight's going to be for the title. It's just going to figure out how, how things work out, you know, how the schedule works out for the UFC, how the availability is for everyone. Either A, listen, if Devin Figueredo gets what he wants, apparently it'll be Kai next. If not, I think at worst, Kai sits back, he watches that fight play out, and he gets the <laughs> shot after that. But to me, there's nothing else for him right now. He's, he's the hottest name in the division. Yes, we love that. We love that. What about uh, his? That was his last fight contract. Louis put up a wee tweet on our on our WhatsApp group and said that was his last fight under his current contract. Now he's in renegotiations with the UFC for his new fight contract. He's got to be. He's got to be sitting on a gold mine, surely. Absolutely. Listen, things change, especially when you get title shots and worked in there. I mean, there's no way they're mm. not going to have the guy back. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly what the situation was, whether he decided to risk getting bank on. So you'll see that happen sometimes. The USC wants to renegotiate and a fighter will say, you know what? Why don't you let me win this fight and see where we stand at next? And then and, and then we'll talk. And so <laughs> we'll see what the situation is. I mean, but the power is certainly in his hands. And, and normally, you know, when you get title shots and, you, and those things are written in there, uh, that's a big bump in the pay. And if you win, that's when you start getting into shares of the pay-per-view revenue and all those things. Mm. And it really becomes a, a game changer for you moving forward. Hey John, just just elaborate a little bit more on that. You know, with the pay per view and and how Connor really opened up the, I guess the the contracts for all the all the fighters out there, understanding that they can get a little bit more money if they if they back themselves. What does what what sort of money are we talking with Kai when he's talking his new contracts um, in and around that division? You know, there's not we've seen you know Figueroa and Marino fight three times. They want another thirty probably, but. <laughs> With this fight, does it does it is it seven figures? Is it six figures? What what does it what what is it for Kai Kai of France? Yeah, you know, it it would depend on the result. To be honest with you, I mean, it'd be a nice six figure payday for the title shot. Uh, I, I would imagine that would be coming his way. Normally, you see somewhere in the like two hundred fifty three hundred thousand US guaranteed for a title challenger. But it's when you win the title that the that the the, the, the the vault unlocks a little bit, if you will. They start to share some of that money a little bit with you. So, you know, it's a good payday just to get there. 
but winning the title really does change everything. And at that point, it really just becomes about marketability. I mean, certainly it helps, of course, that he has the backing of a nation. I mean, sometimes you see, you know, you mentioned Connor. Obviously, Connor had an entire nation behind him in Ireland. And that helps, right? Because the <laughs> UFC says you're helping us to market our product into a, a, an area that maybe we don't, you know, have that much backing right now. Obviously, New Zealand is, is doing pretty well right now. You got a couple decent fighters, but it still helps. You know what I mean? When you have that kind of tie to a market. Um, but it's winning. That When you win, that's when things really get open. And then it's about just what kind of marketability you can do. It, it, that is one tough part about MMA is it's not just about wins and losses. I mean, you win, of course, it matters. But you gotta, you, you got to develop a following as well. you got to have fan interest as well. And, um, that you know, that's the big challenge. You know, Connor obviously was on a, another planet in terms of marketability and, and what he was able to do for himself. But when you're able to develop a following like that, you know, the UFC follows all that and the metrics and, and the money comes along with it as well. Well, you spoke about marketability. Do you, do you feel like that New Zealand has a marketability to come over here and promote a, a main card event? And, and would the UFC back it? Could you see that? We've got you know, Israel Adosanya, we've got Carlos Olberg, now we've got Clark out of France, Shane Young probably going to come out and fight. We've got some ultimate fight, Dan Hooker, the hangman. You know, like, surely, do you think the UFC would bring, bring a main event over here? Obviously, COVID's ruined those chances, but when we get a bit of normality back... <laughs> I was going to say, as soon as we can get back to normal, whenever that's going to be, I keep thinking we're almost done with this thing and then, you know, it gets extended. But absolutely. Uh, New Zealand, I mean, for, for a, you know, a, a small nation, obviously, has developed such an incredible roster of talent. You know, and, and listen, my visits there have been amazing. The people are amazing. I know the UFC's always had a good time anywhere, uh, anytime it's in New Zealand or, or Australia as well. I mean, obviously, just passionate fan bases in both nations. And uh, absolutely, once the borders are open again, I, I think the UFC will come back and, and do a big show. You know, would it be a title fight? It could be because fortunately, you know, you guys are kind of used to being able to, to have those fights, as you said, on, you know, on a Sunday morning, uh, which retains Saturday night prime time. So, you know, the, the Australia, New Zealand area, um, it works out pretty good for the, for the UFC. So I, I think, you know, potentially even a title fight. But you, you said it. I mean, it's just it's COVID right now. Once we can get past this, yeah. I promise you the UFC will be back. They, they, they love that market. That's why they put us yeah. down here underneath the bottom of the world, John, because you don't want to come and visit us down here, mate. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> right. hey, the, mate, uh, just a, a just, beautiful country, beautiful country. I can't wait to get back, man. I love it there. Hey, just want to uh, touch on you know, Kai Cutter. Obviously, you know, we wish him all the best and hopefully he gets a shot against um, Frigorito. Not only that, he brings that title home for us. But in the, in, in the current, um, I guess the current... Um, barn at the stock of uh, MMA fighters, which is the next guy that's coming through, you're talking about marketability, um, that you think is the next Conor McGregor, the one that's really going to step out? Oh man, gosh, the next Conor McGregor is tough, right? I mean, that guy was on, uh, I mean, still remains, even though he's had some setbacks, still remains, uh, you know, on a different planet in terms of marketability, in terms of following, that sort of thing. I will say, Israel Adesanya, man, I, I feel like his rise up the ranks was amazing. Then, of course, he had the setback. But I feel right now he's kind of coming into his own as well, man. I, you know, I, I, was, I was watching him. You know, look, look at the number of views he's getting on, like, TikTok for dances and stuff like that. I mean, this, this guy is, is getting all kinds of views from uh, outside of just his fighting. You know, I think people are starting to see his personality and buy into him. I, I think there's a huge upside for Israel Adesanya as well. Uh, I mean, and imagine can, you know, if the UFC does get to make their first ever trip to Africa and, you know, you have like an Adesanya and Usman, a Francis Ngannou all on the card. I mean, that would be historic. Um, but I will say, I, I think Israel Adesanya's rise is, is starting again. You know, he kind of reached a, a plateau when he had the setback. 
to Jan Blahovich and and but I I think it's starting again. Um, and 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 again, it's it's outside of just his fighting because that's that's where you really have to connect. I mean, you can only fight two or three times a year at most. But when you can remain in the public eye, and, and for good reasons, not because you're being arrested or you're, or things like that, when you can remain in the public eye for good reasons, your your following continues to build. And I, I think he's starting to become that global superstar again. Yeah, beautiful. Quickly before we let you go, look, look, he's obviously over the ditch, but we'll try and claim him a wee bit. Tai Tuivasa. Tai Tuivasa and obviously Tom Espinal's already called him out and said, let's go for a rumble, which will be a, one of the ones for the ages. Where do you see Tai go next? Tai Tuivasa, has he got a fight coming up? Or, or Listen, Tai is becoming a star as well, man. I mean, this guy is such a personality. <laughs> you know, he had a couple of setbacks, but now really starting to put some wins together. And the personality is there. I can tell you as a website mm. operator, the traffic he generates is great. People just love it, man. The amount of shoes yeah. <laughs> that get held in the air after he wins is absolutely incredible to see. Um, I like the idea of, of him and, and Tom Aspinall. That'd be a great fight. It's a tough one. There's no question about it. But listen, where Ty yeah. is at right now with the win streak he's on, it's going to be nothing but tough fights. That's, that's a difficult matchup for him, I'll be honest with you. Um, but it's one that looks like it might come together. Uh, but listen, Ty has a chance of beating anybody. He's got game-changing power. And again, that personality is off the charts. And uh, people are really buying into to Shui Vasa as well, man. The guy is really <laughs> becoming a star. Would he have a title shot? Like, has Francis Ngannou come out and said, "Look, let's let's get it on"? Is he is he at that stage yet, or has he still got one more fight you feel before he gets an opportunity? He's got one more. He's definitely got one more, and and Aspinall might be yeah. the one. I mean, you, you kind of got this glut up at the top right now. You know, you've got Stipe Miocic, the former champ, who's out there who wants to fight again. Yeah. He's just had Curtis Blades victorious, who's saying, "Hey, give me an interim shot while Ngannou's on the bench." Uh, you got John Jones that's supposed to be coming in at heavyweight at some point, although this debut is taking forever to get done. So, so there's a lot of names, but Ty's right there. That, and that's what's amazing because you think about it. Not that long ago, he'd had a couple losses, and you're starting to think, okay, you know, this guy's fun, but is he, is he ever really going to contend? And then he puts together this winning streak, and right now he's mentioned in all those names. So I don't think there's any chance that he gets the call for Nagano. Now, listen, I'll say this. Curtis Blaze won last night, called for an interim title shot. I posted on social media, yeah. hey, I think Curtis should get that. I had a lot of people hit me back. They were like, no, Ty Tuivasa is a guy I want to see in an interim title <laughs> shot. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that he'll at least get into this interim title mix. I think he needs one more fight, but um, but we'll see what the mm -hmm. UFC does. The, the great thing is he's right there in the conversation with all those names. Yeah, beautiful. Well, we appreciate you on the show, John Morgan, uh, talking all things UFC, he is the host of the MMA Roadshow podcast, and you can listen to that where you get all your podcasts. Mate, we appreciate you on the Baz and Lizzie show. Thank you so much for finding time for us and uh, giving us your insights to the UFC at the moment. Thank you so much. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. David Harvilli. It was his moment of the weekend when he played his 100th game for the Crusaders. With a disrupted build-up and pressure on the Crusaders for a statement after the Chiefs got their best Got the best of their first encounter this year. Raises men in red and black answered emphatically on Saturday, beating the Chiefs 34-19 in a classically fierce battle between the sides. It was an improved breakdown performance and some lightning fastball that meant the Crusaders could make a milestone match for David Harvilly. One worth celebrating. After playing his 100th game for the Crusaders, David Harvilly, my favourite, is on the line at the moment. Thank you. I've just got my McCafe coffee being delivered, so he's knocking on the door. Sorry about that. Uh, Davey, morning, brother. Morning, bro. How are you? Oh, I'm very good, mate. I'm very good. Very, very proud of you. You know that, uh, mate. 
Tell us about that moment, the week leading up to, to Saturday night when you got to don the jersey for your 100th time, mate. Very, very well done. Yeah, cheers, bro. Appreciate that, Diggy. Um, yeah, it was sort of a bit of a broken week, but um, we had boys coming back in and out uh, with obviously COVID and, and whatnot, but um, we did the best we could, and um, I thought we had a really good good week around um, just the stuff we wanted to go into the game, and I thought we executed our game plan game plan pretty well and um, yeah, to get a to w- get a win on the 100th was uh, pretty special and especially to get up there and uh, get the job done was, was awesome as well. Now tell us about the breakdown. I spoke about it um, earlier on about the breakdown work. Um, your guys' breakdown was right on. You know, you're clearing the ball for Britain and uh, Richie Moonga. Was that a huge focus, not only with ball in hand but a, 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 the ability to slow down and disrupt the Chiefs ball? Was that a main focus for, the, for this week, for last week? Yeah, I think so. I think um, Tom, Tom and Allison had a good plan around what we need to do to get LQB. And um, I think if you give the Chiefs a lot of go-for ball, they, they can really hit you at times. And um, we managed to slow their breakdown down. I think that's with everyone, really. And um, you've seen them once we had a lot of quick ball, we were able to you know, get it to the edge. And the players like Will Jordan and Seville in the back mm. backfield were... Um, pretty special around what they could do in a bit of space and then um, we just had Bridgie being able to get up for those contestables all night and create pressure through that as well. On the, just on yeah. that win, well done mate and well done on your on your 100th game. Um, really enjoyed you watched you play not only for the Crusaders but um, last year's tour I thought you were outstanding. Mate, there's a rumour going around that you guys had a, an unbelievable theme going up to this game up in Waikato. Can you just elaborate a little bit on that? Stop trying to dig. Uh, I think it wasn't sort of a theme. I think it was just like our mindset going into the game. Like we knew we had to go up there and and challenge them. You know, we were going to be able to go up there and just, you know, scrum and more. We had to actually have to play and make sure they had to make tackles to be able to create space off the ball. And, um, it just showed them all the way to that 60th minute. It was could have been anyone's game, and um, I think we've just done enough to be able to create space on the edge and um, a few tired bodies on the edge got got our outsides into the game, and um, they scored a few good tries. Mate, tell us about your connection with um, with Will Jordan, mate. Like on the weekend, I saw probably three or four, five opportunities where you were chipping it over. You're chipping it over, and Will was chasing through. So there was that space there, like. Tell us about the the work that goes on during the week. Your your connections with with Will, not only Will, your your outside backs as well. Yeah, it's, I think me and Will have got a pretty good relationship on the field, and he's he's one mm. you just need to get the ball in his hands. And like, um, I think if you're hearing a call from Will out on the field, it's a lot of instinct play. So you're just getting the ball in the hands, or putting the ball into a space. But a lot of the connection comes. From a golf course, Daggy, as you would know, so um, that's probably where we spend our most time off, off the field. So yeah. um, that's where probably yeah, a lot of it got comes my clubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Dead yeah. Foundation. Hey, Dave, just um, <laughs> mate, there's a you, you know obviously got a uh, awesome backline, you guys. Um, and Reese, when he went through, I, I guess when he scored that try, really changed the 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 face of the game after the 60th minute. But the the centre, Lester Fong Nuku, mate. What do you what do you think his chances are this year of wearing the black jersey? Oh look, I think it's only a matter of a time for Leicester. Like he's he's been playing pretty well and um, he's been exceptionally well for us this year. And I think um, over sort of the next year or two, I think you'll see him go to the next level. 
just the way that he can carry and get over the game line is probably the best I've seen um, for a long time. And, like, mm. you know, once you get the ball in his hands, it's just hard to stop, and that's something you need in your <laughs> midfield. And being able to get him to create a bit of space for me around the ball is um, pretty good as well. Oh, man, he's outstanding. I've, I've pictured him on the week. I've called for him to potentially get there and higher honours. But, hey, Fozzie and the crew will probably know more than me, mate. Hey, quickly, talk back to your game. You, oh, you've played everywhere. You've played, I remember my first game, you started on wing, then you went to fullback, you played 10. Now you're playing 12, mate. How are you finding that transition into the 12 jersey? And I, I thought on Saturday that was your best performance of, of, of the season, mate. You're a clinical, you're everywhere, you're busy, you're defensively really sound. Are you enjoying playing a bit of 12, bud? Yeah, definitely join the 12 jersey. It's um, yeah, Like you said, I've had a few um, positional changes and I think, you know, last year was my first year in the jersey and I think um, yeah. just working off what I've done in the last couple of years around um, putting on a wee bit more size and getting getting conditioned to the, to the midfield has been really good and um, yeah, I'm feeling comfortable in that area and if I can just keep getting my preparation right throughout the week and being really consistent and um, hopefully that shows in the next couple of weeks as well. Hey Dave, you've played a bit of league, eh? I can tell, mate, just the way you carry the ball and the way you tackle. Um, not a lot of league. I played one game for. Uh, that was all you needed, mate. Turned you into an All Black. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, one, one game at school, and then um, you got told off by the first team coach not to not to give that a go again. So I had to oh, go back to rugby. Still, ha- still happening, is he? Still happening down the south. <laughs> Stop trying to recruit Kempi, as you can tell. He's trying to get all the gravy themes, recruiting league players, mate. He's all up for it, old Kempi. Hey, quick, before I let you go, Davey, honestly, you've got so much time for you. I'm very, very proud of you. I'm one of my, my best mates, mate. What does it mean to play 100 games for the Sacred Club of the Crusaders? Yeah, it's definitely body special. And, like, um, you know, just walking in today and seeing... The, the 100 gamers on the wall and knowing that I'm going to be yes. up against beside them is pretty special and um, it was cool just to be able to have the family there to experience that which um, you know they've been there right from the start and um, to have the crowds back and being able to get them up there was was awesome too and to have them to share the experience in the change room after was extra special so yeah pretty grateful this morning. Yeah, beautiful, Davey. It's not very often we get your old man in a suit, mate. You must have been pretty blown yeah. away to see him in a suit, eh? <laughs> First time I've ever seen him in a suit. Rocks up, full suit. <laughs> oh, well, man, so funny. But they're so, hey, <laughs> mate, they're so proud of you, like all of us. We're very, very proud of you, David Harvey. Congratulations, mate, on playing 100 games for the Sacred Club Crusaders. And uh, you're only a young fella, too. You've got many, many more. There's Congrats, for coming mate. on the show, brother. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. How good were the Moana Pacifica? Chuck the cheeky tenor on at them playing 12 bucks. That is from Richie. I'm pretty sure a few people out there would have got paid and would have been very, very happy. In a weekend of feel-good victories, there was one that decades in the making. For Moana Pacifica. They survived the raid, and now they'll look to turn the Hurricanes around. Oh, you could just vaguely hear me there in the background losing the plot up in the commentary box. I was privileged to be there, witness to history as Moana Pacifica put it all together against all, against the odds to down the Hurricanes and Golden Point and make it known to everyone. 
They are not making up the numbers, and they are here for good. No one has done more to see this moment come to fruition than patron of Moana Pacifica, the legendary Sir Brian Williams, and we can only imagine how satisfying the result must have been for those who dreamed and believed. Sir BG is on the line with us this morning. Morning, Sir Brian. Yeah, Morena. Uh, Izzy, how are you? And Kempi. Morena, Brian. We're, we're, we're very good. Very good. Morena, Brian. Um, we, we're up and about, mate. I was there with this, uh, the great game on Friday night. For you, mate, how, how was that special moment? I saw uh, you and uh, Sir Michael Jones on the sideline, mate. It must have been a huge, uh, huge, huge occasion, a special occasion. Well, I, I loved your commentary, uh, mate. You, you, were, you were almost as excited as we were. It was fantastic. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was it was a special victory. I don't I don't think I've been that excited for a hell of a long time, and uh, we were high fiving and and uh, <laughs> hip pumping and all sorts, <laughs> tick tocking. It was a wonderful occasion. <laughs> tick tocking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. That's awesome, Brian. Hey, BG, the 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 win for Pacifica, not just in New Zealand, but for all of our whānau that are watching over in the islands. What does that do for the game? Well, I, you know, it's been a long journey uh, for us, Kempi, and, um, you know, 25, 26 years in, in the making when, when uh, Pacifica were left out of uh, Super Rugby, and I was coaching the Samoan team at that stage, and, and the sense of grievance at that stage was, was uh, profound. You know, we'd made quarterfinals of World Cups, all that sort of thing, so to be left out then uh, was, was galling, really, but... You know, uh, here we are, the opportunities come, and um, to get our first win on Friday night was, was uh, just special. The, the challenges that we've had to overcome um, to, mm. to get here are, are plentiful, and, um, you know, so <laughs> huge excitement, huge excitement. Hey, Subiji, so we've spoken about um, identity and an BG, environment. A co- <laughs> BG, okay, sorry, BG. Uh, we've spoken about identity and environments and cultures, how a big part and how pivotal that is to any success within team sport and, and whether it's sport or, or just business as, as usual. You, tell us how, how important is the, the, the identity from Wider Pacifica. I can see it, uh, it's oozing outside of the, the, the team. You see it within the singing, you know, everyone becoming together. Like how important is the identity of Moana Pacifica? Well, you've hit the nail right on the head. It's extremely important. And, and um, you know, the singing after the match and, and uh, the prayer and, and uh, the lotu, um, all those things mean a lot. You know, the, the guys are playing for, for their families, uh, for, for their people, mm-hmm. for their heritage. And um, and they're all united in it. You know, um, when you when you're with in amongst the team, you, you just get the sense that they're, they're so united and, and uh, so intent on on making their people mm. proud. And and on that note, uh, you know, here we go Tuesday night again, and, and uh, we're, we're offering twenty twenty percent discount, boys, for tickets. So uh, uh, this is BG for marketing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Love Take it. The- Take the twenty yeah, percent. Big, big night, big night at uh, Mount Smart uh, tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> and and BG, just on the you know the I guess your your thoughts on the the horizon for the Moana Pacifica side. You know that 
that drop down into our, our pathways, do we see do we see that changing, or do you see that changing where kids who are playing rugby at school start wearing the Moana Pacifica jersey and aspiring to be in that jersey over the next ten to fifteen years? Well, I, I believe so, Kempi, because um, you know many of the kids identify uh, with with what we're about, and I, I, I think it's fair to say that that. Uh, you know, most of the kids still, still want to be All Blacks. You know, uh, Sir Michael and I, Kevin Senior, we, we all played for the All Blacks. So, so we're, we're we're true blue Kiwis, but um, we wear this other hat. You know, the blood that uh, flows through our veins is, is Pacifica. And um, as as mentioned, you know, uh, when when we uh, were left out so many years ago, it was it's always been a dream to uh, become part of the. the uh, mainstream professional competition, and what it, what it means for the for the players is that um, those players who don't make the All Blacks can can go on and play for Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, uh, Cook Islands, and and um, and and we, we then get you know a meaningful uh, competition down in this neck of the woods. Um, guys who are uh, playing at, at that level week in week out. You know, put them in an international uh, competition like, like the Six Nations up up north. You know, maybe in in uh, June, July after the, the the Super Rugby's over, and and then you get meaningful competition instead of you know some of the games we've seen in in recent years uh, in the middle of July when guys only have a week to prepare, uh, they're not prepared and and they get they get walloped. Mm. So uh, that I can see that happening in time. It's, you just touched on it right then and there, Fiji, with the preparation. Um, you know, for, for the Moana Pacifica now, they've got the belief. They know they can win. What do you think Aaron Major and Philo Tiatia will be doing this week to instill the standards, stay high, um, that they're, they're ticking all the – not only ticking boxes, they're actually doing everything possible that they can put on a performance tomorrow and Saturday night because when you get a win, you can go, ah, relief, we've got the job done. But now they've got to go again and again – you know, what do you think the messaging is this week from Aaron Major? Well, as we know, mate, um, one one swallow doesn't make a summer, and and they'll be emphasising mm. uh, that that very point. But but um, you know, it's only one game, and and this is a a long longer uh, competition. So so we need to maintain our standards. I. I um, I'm pretty sure the boys wouldn't have celebrated uh, much on on Friday night. Um, yeah, they they might have you know uh, had had a bit of a celebration, but it, it's it's going to be a really really hard week, you know, to play the Blues mm. uh, Tuesday and and Saturday again, and then uh, play the following week as well. It's it's going to be a, a hell of an ask, and and they they know that. Um, I think we're all realistic. Uh, you know, we're, yep. we're like everyone else. We, we've um, had the COVID. We've, we've had injuries, and um, uh, one, or, one or two again the other night. So it's, it's going to be a, a case of how you um, handle your resources and 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 try mm. and motivate them to uh, produce their best every, every time. Yeah, beautiful, PG. Hey, uh, quickly, we'll just touch on the game. I, I, I think defensively, Moana Pacifica, they don't have any problems making tackles after tackles. Oh, we spoke about the ferociousness of their defence. They rush out of line. They put teams under pressure. 
and uh, and that's the, that goes a long way for them putting in the performances that they've had. But with the ball, what would you like to see them do with the ball? I know most of their tries come off the first or second, third phase, so they're scoring really quickly, but their ability to ball pressure has been a struggle. What would you like to see them, uh, them do better ball in hand? Well, I, I think one of the features uh, of, of the tries we, we've managed to score is, is the interpassing and, and the offloads. And, mm. and um, yeah, you know, when when you get guys run, running into gaps and, and uh, people able to offload like like these fellows can, um, you're going to create mm. opportunities. So, um, but but what, what we need to do is win more ball and and. Um, uh, up front and and uh, be mm. be more disciplined. You know we're, we're giving away a lot of lot yeah. of penalties, uh, some of which I was baffled by, by the way. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> just so saying, was Kempi. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, we we need to be um, more disciplined, and and our set pieces obviously uh, need to start to work. I, I think our scrum was actually a lot better on. Uh, Mm. On on Friday night and and um, and and some of the lineout work too. We, we've you know we lost Mike McKee our, our lock uh, um, yeah in the Chiefs game the previous week and and uh, he did been going really well for us. So uh, we, we're a wee bit um, depleted in, in that area. But I I thought you know that the locks who played on uh, on Friday night did a really good job um, by Corso mm. Polignati and. Um, Sam Slade and and then uh, yeah. young Alex McRobbie uh, came on um, and and I thought he played really well. So you know the, the guys are, are giving their guts, they're trying trying hard and um, and and that's all you can ask. You know one of our objectives was to give some of these lesser lights uh, an opportunity and and uh, I, I, we all knew that once you give them an opportunity, they'll, they'll rise to the occasion and, and that's what we're starting to see. And isn't yeah. isn't that what it's all about, BG? Giving someone an opportunity and they step up and take it with both hands. Hey, be remiss of me. I was one of those kids back in the late seventies that used to go and hang out at my uncle's place, sell the milk bottles, and get some chocolates so I could sit up and watch football up in the the northern hemisphere. When you and Grant Batty and the great um, Bruce Robinson were running around in the centres, I just want to ask about those days. You had the little Dynamo and Grant Batty on one side, and you, yourself on the other. What did what what was the the conversations like before you two went out and tore up the rest of the world? Did you, did you did you sit down with each other and and say right I'm going to bash people by the way I run and you're just going to come in over the top of them and finish them off? How, what were those conversations like? Well, uh, we used to have a lot of fun. Uh, to be fair, and, and um, uh, you know there, there was a bit of uh, banter going on about. Uh, who was going to score the tries and, and uh, uh, that sort of thing. But no, no, Bats has always been a, a real uh, character. And, and as you mentioned, we, we had that great centre, Bruce Robertson, in, inside of us. And, uh, and he, he, was, he was an absolute legend, that guy. And he, um, he, he set us up for, for so many uh, wonderful tries. So um, great, great memories. Uh, for all of us, still in still in touch with, with uh, quite a few of the guys. So we've lost a few of, of my mates. Uh, you know, uh, we're getting we're getting uh, to advanced years now, boys. So you know that <laughs> seems to be what happens. <laughs> well, you wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it with your TikTok going. You done a few TikToks, right, BG? <laughs> oh well, I I've, I've got fifteen grandchildren. 
mate. So they they're <laughs> right at the talking. So great granddad's got to try and keep up. <laughs> oh, awesome, BG! Thank you so much for coming on. So, so give us your one little marketing plug before you go. Mount Smart, tell us. Yeah, Mount Smart Stadium tomorrow night. Uh, tickets twenty percent uh, reduction uh, for all our nice. our supporters, and uh, get there nice and early because um, there'll be lots of you know to, to be able to get a, a, a full crowd uh, there. Um, There'll be lots of singing and dancing and music and flags and food and everything yes. that goes with uh, Pacifica. So that that's uh, that's BG from marketing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh Brian Williams, thank you so much, BG. We appreciate you here on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Go well tomorrow night and congratulations making history on Friday night winning uh, winning that match over the Hurricanes. Cheers, BG. No, thank you. Thank you so much, boys. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.